This is exactly right. Are you listening to Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer? The show has something for everybody, whether you're single and dating, in a relationship, maybe you're currently driving to divorce court. Nicole is wonderful, and she's been single for decades, and she can't figure out why. So on Why Won't You Date Me, she's on a quest to figure out how to be less awful at dating. She interviews comedians and celebrities about their love lives. I mean, I've been on the show, sorry, but I have. Trixie Mattel, Lacey Mosley, Paul F. Tompkins. New episodes release every Friday. Listen to Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer wherever you get your podcasts. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Here we are. It's the beginning of the podcast. Um, I'm entering into the eighth hour of Zoom for the day. My face it, it feels burned from the computer screen at this point. And so uh, who cares? I, I hope you're having a nice day. I hope you're having a nice time. And we're just going to get into the podcast. I I'm not going to sit here and complain about staring at a computer screen for eight hours. I'd rather talk to the guest. The guest is so lovely, so funny. It's Frankie Quinones. Oh, thanks for having me, Bridget. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm good. Things are getting better. I mean, the world's still kind of weird, but I guess less weird. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good overall. What have you been up to? Uh, well, we just finished filming a Hulu show uh, last Thursday, so that that was pretty much just my whole life for the last three months. Um, but yeah, super excited about that. And then just been uh, recording this scripted podcast, the Frankie Quinone show that I've been working on. And then, you know, trying to spend time with my girl now and kick it with my family and, you know, catch up with everybody. And then just, you know, trying to stay positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were, um, you were doing the show with Chris Estrada, who has been on the show before. He's such a funny person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a good homie of mine. Yeah, he's he's a good dude. Uh, you guys were shooting in Los Angeles. Yeah, correct. What was that like? What was the experience like? Oh man, it was a, uh, it was a uh, like a dream come true. You know, I've known Chris a long time since he started comedy, and then we've been touring together for years. And he had been working on this show a long time, and uh, you know, I always believed in it. I told him, and he he did it with the corporate guys who I've also known for a decade, and um. It was just cool to see it all come together. And then Fred Armisen stepped on and and then, um, yeah, just things just worked out where they really didn't have me in mind for this role. But then they had me start reading for it. And then it kind of we kind of reinvented the character. It's based off Chris's real life and his family. And and then, um, yeah, it just it just worked out. And then they, you know, they pushed for me and the network gave, gave the green light and I got the part. And then we just got right to work. <laughs> <laughs> it was an exciting time. Yeah. <laughs> And you're in the show, you're playing Chris's cousin? Yeah, Luis. 
did you uh, base it all the your performance on anyone you know do you have cousins in your life oh yeah i got a lot of cousins uh what's your cousin situation oh man i mean there's well you know i have one cousin his nickname sonic and him and his mom used to live with me and so he's kind of like my brother but a lot of my cousins were kind of close in age and um so we're we're all like pretty close you know what i mean and some were luckily uh, i'm grateful that a lot of them they were kind of running around the streets you know you know some some were straight up gang banging in and out of jail this and that but they had like once they started having kids they slowly grew out of that and luckily survived and made it out and you know i'm proud to say that a lot of them are just hard workers now providing for their family and you know they're still they still got that kind of tough guy vibe but but they're uh they're mostly just all about their family now. And it's, it's cool, a cool thing to see. But, but I draw a lot of material from there for sure. <laughs> I have a, a ton of cousins as well. I have cousins I love dearly and like, but also cousins I find extremely annoying. Do you have any annoying cousins? <laughs> oh, of course, Bridger. Come on, man. Yeah. And the, and, but <laughs> That's what I want to hear about. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear about cousins doing well. I want to hear about annoying cousins. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey fucker, heard you talking about me on Bridger's show, you know? Yeah. I'm like, no, uh, you listen to Bridger? What the fuck? <laughs> no, no, but uh I got man, I got some uncles and cousins that just like, you know, they're they just it's like a switch goes off if they have too much to drink, you know, that they're just like the classic and then uh oh, they want to relive their old days and it's just like <laughs> it's like shut up, man. Like we're here right now, like come on, and then I don't know. There's always some kind of family beef going on about some dumb shit. Like, oh, you still owe me $17 from our Chuck E. Cheese trip 17 years ago. You know, it's like, dude, just fucking shut up. Like, grandpa's here, you know, like, let him, <laughs> let him have peace. Like, <laughs> let him be at peace right now. <laughs> and are you, are you from L.A. originally? I'm originally from the San Fernando Valley. So, oh, yeah, okay. from L.A. Uh, but I mostly grew up in Ventura County, which is like about an hour north. So most of your family's around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my family in LA is mostly in uh, like uh, the in San Fernando and uh, Pacoima, the city of Pacoima, and then uh, and then a lot of family in uh, the city of Oxnard, which is in Ventura County. Then I got a bunch of family in uh, you know Orange County, uh, Santa Ana area, Riverside County. Like you know, we get out there, man. And then uh, I got a, a bunch of family in an Indian Reservation in Texas. That's on my mom's side. Oh yeah. wow! So you're basically just surrounded by family. They're inescapable. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no getting away. I mean, and, and now with you know comedy, it's it's going good. I mean, you know, it's just, I've been doing it for 16 years, but once I started getting some success at it and touring in places, I meet new cousins. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Which God bless them. I am pumped up. They, they got no. I'm you know I'm Linda's cousin's brothers, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right, that's what's up, man. Like you know, <laughs> where were you when I wasn't successful? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, um, here's a question. Have you ever had a shamrock shake? Uh, no, nah, I can't say I have. What, what is that? Look, I was, I went over to McDonald's to get a Diet Coke earlier, and I see this thing once a year. It's some sort of mint milkshake for St. Patrick's Day. Every oh, year at I McDonald's? See, yeah, at McDonald's. Okay. People hmm. rave about this thing. I, I've never had one, but once a year, I see the posters, I see the pictures, I think, should I try it? And of course, this episode will probably air after it's gone out of stores. <laughs> so, I mean, if listeners like that thing, I'm sorry to remind you now that it exists. But uh, I was hoping that you would say, yes, I've had it, it's good, or yes, I've had it, it's bad. It's this kind of mystery in my life that uh, won't go away. And I, 
I don't know that I care to actually try it. So I don't know why I why I'm even bringing it up. No, no. I mean, the fact that we we're kind of now I'm invested in my mind now. Okay, I can't I can't stop thinking about it. Like I feel like I feel like we need to try this thing, Bridger. Like we might need to. <laughs> are you a, a big milkshake drinker? I do. I do love milkshakes. So where are you getting a milkshake? Um, that's the thing is like I gotta pick I gotta pick my spots now. The In and Out I like the In and Out milkshake, but um, you know I used to love the the nasty uh, Oreo ones from like Jack in the Box and all yeah, that. But sure. I'm in my forties now, homie. You know what I mean? So that can do it's some a big horrible commitment. damage. Uh, it's a big commitment. You know, even a uh, fat burger has a has an Oreo shake, and uh, it's just like it's. I love it. It tastes delicious, but I'm out. Like like it's it's a wrap <laughs> for the rest of the day. Like I got gas. I'm fucking tossing and turning. I'm just uh, making noises. Just, uh, uh, you know, but oh, it was so good, right? It was worth <laughs> it, right? You know? Frankie, you're describing lactose intolerance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got problems, homie, for sure. But... <laughs> <laughs> do you have any allergies or anything you know what i feel like i do it's funny that you say that because when i was a kid they thought i was lactose intolerant but i don't know we i didn't we didn't i didn't really have like good doctors or anything so i think they were just like but then i started drinking milk like two years later and i was fine mm-hmm. but i think i don't i don't have any like allergies allergies like no you know i could i pretty much eat everything you know what i mean but i try to as i'm getting older you know i have to kick back on a lot of shit just because not because right. I've been diagnosed or anything, just because I go through the things I was describing, you know. Um, I mean, speaking of the Shamrock Shake, do you ever do you do anything to celebrate uh, St. Patrick's Day? Um, I mean, yeah, it's okay you if know, you if, don't. I certainly don't. I don't like plan anything out, but if I if it's if it's something's happening, and a, you know, if a homie's like, "Hey, we're at the bar, St. Patty's Day," like, all right, is it is it crowded? Like, oh, what's the vibe? All right, I'll you know. I try, I'll try to, like, if I remember, I'll put something green on, even if it's a pair of socks or something. Right. But, you know. So you give it a little bit of an effort. Yeah, yeah, I do. And my brother-in-law is is Irish, so he definitely goes in. And my goddaughter, you know, he has a daughter, and her name's Frankie, Frankie Rose, after after her Nino, her godfather. Me, oh, that's but, so sweet. So as of, like, lately, she's only three years old. But ever since, you know, her dad's Irish, so they make a thing of it. Like, I've gotten more into it you know what i mean but what do you like to do for fun what's your like main your regular go-to i used to like anytime i had some time off i would love to go to like festivals and or like see i have a lot of dj homies and go that like a good day party with some just dance my ass off in the sunshine like i like dancing homie and just shaking my booty and getting <laughs> down on the get down just let's go you know just mean just like a dope beat funky shit like that's my thing like yeah let's live but, you know, sometimes I'll party too much on that, but I'm getting better at just going out and just like, no, we're just dancing. Come on, let's just go dance. <laughs> There's, you know, no ecstasy or cocaine. Just let's go have a milkshake after and that, that'll be it. You know? <laughs> Do you think you'll go to any festivals this year? I think so, man. I was it, it was funny. I was like, I'm not I don't know. I'm not a big uh, like I know, you know, Coachella is like the big ones and all that. But I like more of the cutty like boutique like the last one i went to was like in the mountains in san diego and it was maybe like two thousand people what was this it was called it was west coast weekender it's called and it's a it's a dope they one year they had it they had it at lafayette like a, this hotel in san diego it's like a boutique hotel not a not a big place but they'll have a pool and they had the dj by the pool and all that and then this this particular year though they had it like up in the mountains like on these like casino grounds and uh it's super fun, you know, when it's when it's smaller like that, it's not all like, oh, shit, like, uh, 
Where's right. Timmy? Let's he still told me to meet him right here by the giant, you know, like whatever. And then it's like <laughs> this shit is like, hey, you're on the dance floor. All right, cool. I'll see you there. And then it's like, you know, what I mean, it's more of a community vibe. Now let me ask you this about festivals. Do you when you go to just a regular concert, like, you know, it's Tuesday night and you have a ticket to see a show, what's your general experience? Do you enjoy it from beginning to end, or is there like a fatigue? Oh, there's definitely a fatigue. I used to be able to enjoy it from beginning, but you know. I, I got to factor all that stuff in now, like um, how far is the parking? Like, where's the thing? Like, what time am I going to get out of there? And I got to be like rested up. I don't know. There's just a lot of because and then if you're dancing to and all that and, you know, it's the whole thing. And what's the food situation? Am I going to I'm kind of weird like that. I get a little uh, I get anxiety sometimes in like big crowds and like it's like I got to like research all that shit to be like okay that's okay what's the thing and wh- wh- where's the walking space and because i'm a little <laughs> homie too i'm like you know five six five six and a half with shoes on and um you know usually i'm about shoulder up to people's shoulder so when shit gets crowded i get a little weirded out you know what i mean like and it sucks because sometimes a lot of venues and stuff you want to get up front and see your favorite artists up close but it's just like nah i'm, I'm i'll stay in the towards the back you know what i mean but yeah, I'm, I'm asking, sorry. Did I answer your question? <laughs> no, no. This is that's very. You know, I, the reason I ask is because when I go to a concert, within 15 minutes, I'm very tired. I'm ready to go home. I've never been to a festival because my fear is that I do like going to concerts, but that's you know a two hour, you know, two hours of your life. A festival is all day. I don't know that I could physically do it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Festivals are. It's a thing, you know, I got to have my water pack on and, you know, but I'll plan it. You know, I've gotten better. I used to just go on stage, rage and see what happens. But now <laughs> I'm like, OK, uh, my, my the DJ I like is playing at this time. So, you know, we should have breakfast at this time. And then, you know, <laughs> I'll walk over. We'll get a space, uh, you know, half hour before he goes on. And, you know, I'm like doing all that shit now. Like <laughs> I love this but, awareness you have of yourself becoming kind of a dad, just a dad energy. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, yeah, I just can't do it. I went so hard back in the day that I think it's like, yeah, yeah, I just can't do it anymore. Can't pull it off. Did you ever play music or anything? Yeah, I used to, I used to uh, rap like, like some underground hip hop, like you know, socially conscious, positive raps. You know, like no way. Are do recordings exist? Yeah, they're out there. I mean, I, I've actually thought about like just put like just putting some out to see because I I have like a whatever an account like a distribution thing where i put out some of my comedy uh, songs and stuff but i have a, i have like straight like a couple albums of like some Whoa. underground hip-hop shit yeah. what year what year were you recording them oh man this was uh probably from like 99 to like 2004 or five around there and do you are you proud of it or is it something like an embarrassing thing for you at this point? No, not. I mean, maybe like the real early shit. I'm like, Ugh, you know, don't play that. But but some of the the later stuff, I'm like, I was into it. We had, we 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 had it. We had it going. You know, we had like a little bit of a following. We would throw shows. People would come, and so that's why when I started doing stand up, I was kind of the ice was kind of already broken as far as getting on stage. And, right. But the thing is, with with music, you have you know an MC partner, a DJ. You kind of have things not to hide behind, but you kind of have things to like. Yeah, take people a to blame. pressure off you know yeah exactly <laughs> but uh you know it's a stand-up it's just you and the mic in a crowd that's like what's up motherfucker what do you got you know? so it's like <laughs> wow well you've got to put some of those songs out i bet people would be thrilled to hear those 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, I've 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 been listening to some a homie I used to uh, do it with. Uh, uh, he just like recovered like some old tracks from a computer that crashed, and so he's been sending them to me. I'm like, damn, you know what? This shit still holds up. It's kind of you know, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and it's like you know, it's just all positive and like you know, trying to all spiritual and like you know, what I mean, you know, elevated consciousness. We rocking this, you know, all that <laughs> shit, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh that is wonderful put it on spotify and you could make like three dollars uh, shit if i'm lucky what am i get well get i'm to get talking about bucks, a like decade million plays yeah. <laughs> we're talking about a decade's worth of plays yeah. <laughs> that's a retirement plan i think well i mean look speaking of you know things in our past and things that we may or may not be embarrassed of um i do want to talk to you about something and uh, you agreed to be on this podcast a little while ago, and uh, we've never met each other, but I was very familiar. We have a lot of mutual friends. I think you're so funny. So I was I was happy you were going to do it. Thrilled. Oh, yeah. And, no, I was, I was, it was an honor you hit me up. I mean, thank you. Well, of course. But, you know, the podcast is called I Said No Gifts. And so I was, you know, last night I was driving around town. I had just had dinner with a friend. Nice evening. Then I thought, you know what, I'm going to drive over, you know, west of uh, where we were eating and just see what's going on in the world. And I I stopped at a house and uh, knocked on the door and I was greeted by someone who handed me what appears to be a gift from you. And so I just thought, I'll drive home. I'm not going to let this ruin my evening. Uh I'll talk to Frankie about this tomorrow. And so here we are. We're on Zoom. It's a safe space. Is this a gift for me? It is, man. I couldn't resist, Bridger. <laughs> okay, well, it's um <laughs> it's very it's beautifully wrapped in kind of some Christmas colors, uh shimmering Christmas colors. It's a little I would say it's about a 10 inches by 10 inches box. Would you like me to open this here on the podcast? Please do. I'm I'm just dying to see you open this thing, man. I, I'm not, I'm, all I can think about is you opening that gift and the shamrock shake from McDonald's. <laughs> so, okay, well, I'll open it here. I'm happy to do so. Ooh, this is some tough tape you've got on here. I'm just going to say there's possibly too much tape on here. <laughs> this is very difficult to open. Hey, well, you know, see, at least it's not how Weird Al gave you the, the, the box inside the wrap or the gift, <laughs> gift wrap. Inside that the was extremely cruel of him. Yeah. Unfair. And I ended up opening that thing for probably 20 minutes. Of- Wait. Wait. <laughs> is this what I think? So... From uh, my initial impression of this, it is a it looks like binoculars, but what it actually is, is a hidden drink flask. <laughs> is that what this is? Yeah. Yeah, we- <laughs> Frankie, what, what am I looking at here? This is inc- is this actual working binoculars or just a disguised flask? See, I, well, I, I think it's just a disguised flask, but I didn't check to see if. If they're actually working, but not if they are working binoculars and damn, I might have to ask for that back. You know what, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what gave you the idea to give this to me? I, you know, I just because we were talking about how I said, like, I can't go up front at events now and I go to the back and 
I don't want to deal with walking to the line, you know, walking to the bar, all that. So it's boom, it's right there because it's not fishy. Like, oh, he has binoculars because he's sitting in the, he's standing in the back. It's all good. Or, you know, just I would argue you that put in there. having you, binoculars always makes you look fishy. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. There's, you're right. <laughs> there's never there's a time a... someone with binoculars looks like they're not up to something. Yeah. Unless you're like with a bird watching group in the park, you know, <laughs> then it's like, all right, cool. But then it's right. like, oh, homie, you don't want your bird watching homies to know you're a full blown alcoholic. So you got the <laughs> shit in the flag. <laughs> Why why does Frankie have binoculars and another pair of binoculars that look a lot cheaper? <laughs> I love this idea. I could I could take this to the gym even, just fill this with some nice water. Uh, I'm going to use this as my main drinking source at this point. <laughs> now, have you ever where did you find this thing? It was one of those like random shops in a it was on Cesar Chavez and they say had like, you know, it's like one of those uh I don't want to say bazaar, but it's kind of like an indoor swap meet mini shops. You know, they got a little bit of everything. You get undershirts, socks, you know, uh, you know, you get a toaster and then they got these little like novelty things. And I don't know. I was just like, I got to get this. I'm going to open it up so we can just... look at it here. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. And so the box says binocular drink flask looks like real binoculars. OK, so it's not real binoculars. It says for adults, so uh, not for children. And <laughs> it's two-sided. It holds 16 ounces. Not a bad... If you got some really hard liquor, that could really just ruin your life. Yeah, say. or you got me could put a shamrock milkshake in there, homie. Right. Be all good. Yeah. This with a <laughs> just full of a dairy product. Ruin it. Okay, I'm taking it out. Well, this does look like real binoculars. I'm now holding them, and you obviously can't see through them, but uh, you could easily... Look at that. This is incredible. Both sides yeah. open up and it's like a little two little drinks. Yeah, those are separate chambers, right? So you could almost you could put, you know, if your partner's favorite drink is something else, put it on that side. <laughs> you could put one thing in one side and another for a mixer in the other side and then your your own little bartender. And now does it let's see here. Does something else happen. Oh, there's it. <laughs> It even comes with a funnel to get the drink into the thing. <laughs> See and uh, a, uh, what is this? A band? What do you call this? A strap? That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Absolutely. My so this, is an, this is an experienced drinker who invented this. I'm like, I wonder what this guy, his life is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like and he went out of his way to get it patented everything. And everything. It's incredible. Have you had a hidden flask of any type before? Uh, yes. I mean, I've had plenty of flasks that you just put in the right. pocket and stuff like that, but... But no, like, novelty-shaped flasks? Uh, no, I mean, no. there was one point when I had the, the, the head beer Oh, like thing, the kind of almost Homer not... Simpson style. Yeah, but then I was like, this is cap. too bro-y, man. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? How it often just... did you use that thing? I used it, like, t once, I think, or twice. Yeah, it was just like... And I was like, ah, you know what? This isn't me. I'm trying to be something I'm not. And uh, I had to move on with my life. You know? <laughs> Where did you use it? Was it at a party? I hope it was just alone. No, no. It was at, like, a softball game. or It was, like, my cousin's <laughs> softball game. And I don't know why I thought it was, you know... I don't know. I, I just thought, oh, yeah, this will be funny, right? And, nah, <laughs> I, as soon as I showed up with it, I was like, ah, what am I doing? You know, Just humiliating yourself at a little, at a little league game. Yeah. That's... Uh, <laughs> well, 
<laughs> difficult memory for you. You're like, oh, you were the annoying cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we've discovered it. I don't have any annoying cousins. <laughs> They're all thinking it's Frankie. They don't want you at the family events. They want you as far away as possible. Oh, um, what what's your drink of choice? I don't drink, so I'm always curious about like people's drinking habits. Okay. Oh, damn. Well, I got you the flat. I mean, you could put the. I you can put. put I can put water put in this thing. In there, water. Yeah, yeah. So there's no. I, I, trust me. I thought about that my, too, and I honestly thought that I was like, not to say that you give me square vibes, but I was like, <laughs> oh, I give a lot of square <laughs> vibes. You kidding me? All right, we'll be honest. Yeah, you do give me square. Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not giving square vibes, something's gone very wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, I was like, I thought, man, you might not drink it. Then I honestly thought that. I was like, well, you don't have to put alcohol in flask, you know? No. Like flask, I know that's what they're going for, but who's, you know, they're, you know, you can put whatever in there. Any liquid will fit. Uh, I mean, I could fill it with bird seed. Uh, <laughs> there are so many things I can pour in there, just sand. Uh, and also, there's always a, the point that I turn to such hard drinking that I need 16 full ounces of something that, and it needs to be hidden. Yeah. So I'm prepared. Yeah, yeah. um do you own binoculars um i do i have like a they're small though they're like kind of like those oh kind of like little subtle binoculars yeah but i it's i I hardly ever bring them anywhere you know like because right i'm always like ah then then i have to carry them around after and (laughs) you know like usually if i'm going to a game or something i'm gonna hit the bar after then i'm just rolling around with a pair of binoculars and then like you said then i'm that guy like what what the fuck this is binoculars? yeah yeah. (laughs) wait oh i'm sorry i I never i never got an answer what like what do you oh my drink what's your drink uh i mostly like like whiskey uh but i drink mezcal tequila a lot of that but Whiskey's more of my like get home, wind down. Right. Yeah. Powers Irish whiskey is my my favorite. Oh, this is a very Irish uh, episode of this podcast, just purely by (laughs) (laughs) mistake. I mean, maybe we should just do a special St. Patrick's Day release. Uh, Neither of us is Irish, and we are just giving this these people the spotlight today. The Shamrock Shake over here, the Irish whiskey, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the, the Shamrock Shake is uh, very, uh, you know, age-old tradition for the Irish people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. Okay, so you like a whiskey. Every night, just a small glass of whiskey? I mean, I, it was funny. I never used to drink every day. I mean, I've done, I, I was more like weekend warrior, like I would party like i had my party party days but now obviously i had to mellow out but uh during when the pandemic hit i started i caught myself like oh shit i'm drinking every day now homie and i know that was <laughs> you know alcohol sales went up i know i wasn't alone oh, that was that. everyone yeah and so yeah i was like so just during pandemic it was every day but lately i've i've been like now that things are back and i could kind of had shed some pounds i've been laying off it you know but once the weekend comes, I'm like, yeah. But yeah, I try to not drink every day, like to make a point of it because I got so in the routine. I didn't, I didn't even notice it. You know what I mean? Because right, during the pandemic, a habit. I was just like, yeah, let me have my drink. Let me have my drink. It was just something to do. Then all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, homie, you're drinking every day. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happens. And then you've got it in your binoculars and yeah, yeah. you're kind of <laughs> stumbling you know, around a Coachella. <laughs> I want you to join in my misery. I'm like, come on, Bridger, you need a flask. I mean, like, I... 
<laughs> do you have any uh, interesting drinking stories from when you were drinking more often, partying more? Oh man, I mean, uh, I mean, I probably got more interesting drug stories, but oh, let's hear one if, you, if mean, you're willing to share. What do you need, like the embarrassing shit, or just like the raging shit, or like just shit, shit? Like I straight up had a shit in the warehouse party one time and I, they didn't have no toilet paper i used my undershirt but anyways i don't know they... <laughs> i mean i think that covers everything you just described but i mean if there's another You're embarrassing like, story <laughs> use your undershirt yeah just go home because because the next thing after that is a sock on me and i'm like all right well fuck you know but but i remember i was like because i took a, a ecstasy pill and sometimes, you know, when you take one, it makes you feel like, you have, I mean, it makes you shit straight up. Like, you know, you could just like, oh, and then I'm like, oh, man, I'm at this warehouse party. And just, uh. and then there was a line for the restroom. So I'm in the restroom, just like my culo clenched on me, just because, uh, uh, you know, and I want to feel good. But I'm like, no, but I'm on ecstasy. Right. But oh, I got to shit. Oh, so many things, you know, and then finally I get in and then I don't even look if there's, you know, I just, oh, I get to the toilet, just bam. You know, I'm ho- I'm doing the hover thing because you don't want to touch your nalgas on a, on a warehouse a party warehouse toilet. toilet. You know what I mean? So I'm doing the hover thing, like really working my my glutes and shit, and then uh, just letting the, letting that shit drop. And then I'm, as I finish, I look around. There's no fucking toilet paper. I'm like, oh. Wow. So, but I'm feeling good though because once you get that shit out, then the you know the drugs really start kicking. So I'm like, oh, oh, but there's no toilet paper. Oh, so I'm bummed out, but I feel good. Oh, what am I gonna do? Then you go into survival mode. I'm like. All right, the sock, and then I and then I remember grabbing my my chest, and I'm like, oh shit, I got an undershirt, you know. And then so <laughs> I took off my overshirt, took the undershirt, and I was like, oh hell yeah, undershirt came through, homie, and just boom, wiped that up, threw it in the trash. Let's hit the NAS floor. Yeah, good <laughs> lord, <laughs> this is. But that was an old me, Bridger. You know what I'm saying, homie? <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. I mean, I think this is kind of a PSA to anyone that's going to be dancing at a warehouse this weekend. <laughs> Someone you're dancing with may have just done this in the bathroom. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> Trust no one. When you're in a warehouse, the, the things that are happening in that bathroom, the people are coming back out, and now you're interacting with somebody who may have just used their undershirt. And where did the undershirt end up? In, in the trash. You know, I, I balled it up nicely. It's very and, considerate. And, yeah. <laughs> You know, I didn't just throw it on the ground. Ah, fuck it. I, you know, I was like, oh, okay, let me tidy this up here. You know, but, uh... <laughs> oh, that's incredible. I mean, the things you'll do in those situations. Oh yeah, I mean that was great. Luckily, they had soap. You know, I washed my hands good, and they had they just had the the blower uh, thing, but no no paper of any kind. Yeah. So. I mean. uh I feel like you were very considerate and responsible considering considering you were on ecstasy. Yeah, I mean, I, I was probably more so considerate because, you know, ecstasy, I'm like, hey, I want, I want everybody to be good. You know, right. like, I don't want somebody to come in here and be, oh, look at this fucking shit rag here, or shit shirt, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Thank God for that undershirt. I'm like, no, brother, I love you. Sorry for my shit fumes, brother. I love you. Here, let me tidy this up here. and. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is just uh that is a real difficult situation to be in um okay so you've obviously you've lived so many lives frankie <laughs> i think that's clear uh, yeah i have <laughs> and now i've got these binocular uh this binocular flask which yeah is going to be very it could be a real turn in my life yeah, or you could do the bird seat on one side and the shamrock shake on the other, and that's you know, it's a good time. 
I need to start brainstorming things I can pour in this. I'm very excited about this opportunity. Do you like giving gifts? I do. I do. But do you like, is it like special occasions or just like you'll see something at the store and buy it for somebody? Yeah. Like, or if I see something dope and I'll be like, oh, that's perfect for so-and-so. And it doesn't have to be an occasion. I'll just like get it it's kind of selfish because a lot of a lot of times i get gifts is because when i'm depressed and it's a way for me to deal with depression one of my boys gave me that advice one time and he's like hey do some do some kind shit for some people it helps it helps you know and then it does and then so yeah i started i'll just like so when, when, when the homies get gifts they, you know that's when you know i'm depressed you know <laughs> everyone's benefiting from your depression yeah, yeah. They're doing nothing to help. Like hitting me up. You're, you're, are you sure you're not bummed out on Because, you know, I could use some socks. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, have you gotten any gifts you're particular like got given any gifts that you're particularly proud of? Yeah. Well, my homie Rob, actually, who who you met, uh, uh, you know, he's he's a director homie of mine. He's shot. We've been filming stuff together for over 10 years now. But uh, he loves toothpicks. Right. And so. And it became a problem in our relationship because he would just leave the shit in. Like, you know, toothpick, you get the food out. You might leave it in there for a couple minutes or two. But he was doing the whole thing, leaving it in there. And he would get the flavored ones. It, it kind of gives an arrogance, you know, kind of like like a cocky vibe. It, like, it's an immediate cocky vibe when you've got a toothpick hanging out of your mouth. It makes you feel cooler than you look. Yeah, like exactly. You feel cool, but you, you don't look that cool. Yeah, yeah. And then when you talking to me it's like you like you condescending or like talking down to me like you know he's got that toothpick in her yeah, well you know, uh, you know I, just, I think we should do it this way and you know and i'm like man get that shit out your mouth homie you know you can't you can't understand the words clearly anyway anyway he loves toothpicks and uh, he he's like investing them he researches where you get the best price of the flavors and the packs and it's a whole thing homie and so i've got him a, a leather toothpick holder and got his initials engraved oh, on this thing. Wonderful. Yeah. And so you could fit about five or six toothpicks in this thing. And they, they, the top of them kind of hangs out. And it's this dope-ass little leather thing. And I, I mean, like, I was kind of like, fuck, but I don't want to invest in his bullshit. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like, that's the homie. Yeah. But I was like, oh, this is so perfect for him. You know what I mean? And so I had to get it. So I got it for him. Yeah. <laughs> that's so thoughtful. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what flavor of toothpicks is this man buying? I'm familiar with cinnamon and mint. Yeah, he's got the mint and he's got the uh, peppermint one. Oh. And there's one that has like a little bit of caffeine in it. And so, yeah. I say, to oh. what end? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Just have on, a man. coffee. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. How much Thank caffeine you, could you possibly be getting off of a toothpick? Exactly. I'm a, I can't wait to tell you. You know what Bridger said on me? Shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> tell him Bridger I'm coming back. back. <laughs> I am going to get in a fight with him about the caffeine toothpick. That makes no sense. Whoever invented the caffeine toothpick needs to be run out of business. Okay, well, um, well, that's wonderful. Uh, I think it's time to play a game. Okay, let's do it. We're going to play a game called Gift or a Curse, but I need a number between 1 and 10 from you. Uh, 9. Okay, I have to do some light calculating to get the things we're going to play with. Right now, you have the mic. You can promote. You can recommend. Do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Okay, cool. Hey, what's up, homies? It's Frankie Quinone. What you tuning into my podcast, the Frankie Quinone Show, presented by Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network. Or you could just continue living your life 
What are you doing right now? Nah, it's none of my business. Oh, I also watched this full coming out on Hulu this year, like June or July, I think. It's going to be good. And then, uh, yeah, you could check out the Instagrams, like Trollo Fit Creeper, Frankie Quinones. Yeah, that's, 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 I think that's about it. Is All right, Frankie. HBO? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's We're up? good to go. Let's do it. Excellent recommendations there. You've got your very funny podcast. And that show will be out at some point. Yes. And it's going to be terrific. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that one. Okay. This is how Gift or a Curse works. I'm going to name three things. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And there are correct answers. So you can lose, which is just humiliating. Uh, so be very careful. That's all I'm going to tell you. All right. Number one, gift or a curse. This is a listener suggested this. Uh, someone named Brianna. Gift or a curse, desks in kitchens. So like computer desks, but they're in kitchens. You ever seen this before? Yeah, that... I'm going to say that's a curse. Why? It makes it too much. Those are separate spaces. I mean, I don't want to give... I don't know. It depends on the space, too. If you're in a studio apartment, I get it. But if it's like... I don't know. I feel like I see, okay, you're trying to be more efficient. No, I can eat, I can eat here. I can work here. I can, you know, but it's like, no, you need eating. Eating is like, a, I love eating. I like to cook too. I need that. That space is for that. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I feel like it could just lead to, to too much. Like you could be with your partner in the kitchen, focusing on the food, getting your nurturing and all that or your nutrition and, you know, talking about that shit. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, but, no, but look at this. And oh, but on the internet, there's this. And I know that happens anywhere on the phones, but it's just too available right there. It's just too, you need time to enjoy your food and, and all that shit and enjoy the company that you're having while eating your meal. That's too distracting. You're going to get caught up with some old work shit or something when it's not time for that. Frankie. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah. That is right. Of course that's right. I, what What are we talking about with the desk in a kitchen? I don't. That's a that's like putting a black hole in your kitchen. There's no reason to have it there. It's just you're going to. It's of course it's just going to get cluttered with junk. No one needs a computer in the kitchen. Again, if it's in a small apartment, of course, yes, we're on board with that. But I don't yeah. want to walk into your five thousand square foot home and see that you've dedicated <laughs> part of your kitchen to a computer. No, thank you. It's yeah. so tacky. I think it. To me, it feels like a leftover of like the late 90s when everywhere a computer needed to, like that was a nice thing to have. No, no, we don't need a desk in the kitchen. Put the desk elsewhere. Put the computer elsewhere. It's a curse, of course. I, I have like two memories of like going to friends' homes as a kid and their weird parents had a desk in the kitchen. Made me so uneasy. Just, yeah, it's, not, it's not natural. Especially if you have a home, you have like a whole house and you really, it's kind of like a weird flex. Like, right. Yeah. It's what are you doing on that computer anyway? It's just, yeah. <laughs> it makes everybody uncomfortable. And nobody wants somebody just sitting on the computer, you know, playing Roller Coaster Tycoon while everyone's eating. Uh, it's a bad idea and uh, a curse. So you got that one right. Congratulations. Okay. Number two, gift or a curse. Um, when a movie trailer says from the mind of, so it'll say, you know, from the mind of whatever director rather than just from director. Mm. 
I want to say that's uh that's also a curse. Why? I it just sounds the way it's just I think it's the way you said it right now too. <laughs> it's like the mind of or you know, you just say from director, da da da. It's like you're putting too much on it, homie. You don't have to be like I don't know, it's like too I I don't know, fuck. It's the way you said it, I think, is what's doing it for me right now. There's no other way to say it. (laughs) You're right. Those words are begging to... Yeah, from the mind of... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't mumble from the mind of. You have to... (laughs) I mean, I guess I would rather prefer, like, from the director of this, or from the producers of da-da-da. From the mind of sounds a little too godly or something, or... I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if that's, I guess, yeah, yeah I, actually, I'm going to say for me, curse, because just say director, <laughs> producer of like, the mind of sounds like there's. I'll tell you what, you didn't get it right. You made an excellent, excellent argument right there. I think they're a gift because they save me time because now I'm not seeing the movie. No, thank you. <laughs> you. If you're advertising your movie that way, I've checked out. What a horrible thing to do. No one wants from the the only people who should be saying from the mind. It maybe if you had come up with like a cure for a disease from the mind of the person who, who you know, cured cancer. That works. But when we're talking about they made a movie from the mind of. No, just say from director, from the person who directed. Leave it alone. But of course, for me, an absolute gift. It says we're talking about something that thinks it's better than it is. And I'm not going to be going to the movies for that movie. Perfect <laughs> gift. You're wrong. So you've gotten one well, out I'll of two that, so far. I'll take that out, homie. That's good. <laughs> okay. Now, finally, uh, this uh, gift or a curse, riding side saddle. So when you're on a horse and both of your legs are on one side. No, that's, that's a curse, homie. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Cause that's that's dangerous. I feel like you're gonna fall, and it's like, what are you doing? You're posing for a picture, like, <laughs> like if you you gotta saddle up, you know what I mean? You gotta. It just feel yeah. How are you gonna control the horse? No, no, no. That's a curse. <laughs> I, I, you need help, like yeah. Frankie, you're wrong. Of course, riding side saddle is a gift. It looks incredible. <laughs> Riding around with your legs crossed, you know, kind of dainty. Maybe you have a, you know, like a parasol over your shoulder. Maybe you've got a long flowing skirt on. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a perfect activity to do. And I, okay, Bridger, we're going horseback riding and I want to see you do side saddle <laughs> shit right there. I'll happily take all the IG photos you want. Pull that shit off. <laughs> I, I'm good. You better watch out. I'm going to hold you to this. I'm going to get the full photo shoot of me riding side saddle on a... And then probably hey, being thrown actually, from the, the horse. Picture of it looks pretty dope. Of just Bridger, just like, <laughs> just oh, did you get it, Frankie? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got it, homie. Day, you look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna show up in a full prairie dress and just be ready to ride side saddle. Hell yeah, we got you get one of those big hats you see at the horse track races <laughs> and a prairie dress. Hell yeah, my boy, you be looking dope out there, galloping. <laughs> Until I get thrown off the horse and get trampled by another horse in my dress. And then that's a that's a dark scene for everyone. But I think it would be worth it. Well, Frankie, you got one out of three. You, I mean, let's just be let's be honest. You failed. But that's yeah, fine. I mean, it, 
I learned a lot from that, though. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> It was educational, at the very least. Um, okay, well, this is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. And people write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. I can't tell you how many problems my listeners have. Every one of these people has some gift-related issue, some social-related issue that they expect me to solve. And then I drag my guest into it. Would you help me answer a question? Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's read. Let's see here. Okay, well, there's a problem almost right from the top. It says, Dear Bridget and Guest. So we've just got this person calling me Bridget, which is... Uh, you know, offensive and uh, not a great way to kick off an email, but let's see what happens. It says, I need your help. I'm curious about your thoughts on giving secondhand gifts. I love searching thrift stores and estate sales for treasures and often find incredible things. Vintage barware, gorgeous inlay cutting boards, beautiful pottery, etc. When they're in great condition, do you think these make acceptable gifts? Why do we, as a society, deem that gifts need to be brand new items? Thank you. And they just signed Treasure Hunting in Colorado. So they went out of their way to, you know, give themselves mm. this title. Meanwhile, they're misspelling my name, calling me Bridget. Uh, mm. I mean, I kind of just feel like not even answering the question. I could easily delete the email and move on here. But mm. let's, let's try to settle down here. And what do you think? Is giving used items acceptable as a gift i mean well that homie it, it 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 depends on their financial situation if they're broke and shit and they bring me some used shit but they kind of polish it up whatever i'll accept that but if i know you got a decent job and you're coming <laughs> with that bullshit it's like you're just being cheap homie you're not really <laughs> respecting our friendship like i know you can afford at least you know some something new it doesn't have to be expensive but it doesn't have to be old and already <laughs> used and shit. Somebody shit all over, it, especially with COVID and everything. Nah, come on, man. But I don't. If it's like an antique, that oh da da da, like I get that. But I feel like this person is not. I, I know they said th those words, but <laughs> I feel like they're more just cheap. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously very suspicious of this person. I mean, they've obviously they're talking about vintage barware and beautiful pottery, etc. But I feel like they're probably not telling us that they're probably just giving people a bunch of ratty old T-shirts. You know what? That's the kind of vibe I got, and especially when they, <laughs> they call you Bridget. It's like he definitely giving he probably giving the T-shirt I use at that warehouse fucking restroom <laughs> and shit like, oh, no, it's, you know, not nah, homie. So treasure hunting in Colorado, I mean, I guess you're, the real answer here is, well, look, yes, of course you can give used items. I think that's fine. For me, the older, the better. I want to open a gift and for it to just dissolve in my hands. I would love <laughs> to uh, just bring me garbage. I'm happy to do that. There's no shame in a used item. Uh, I feel like this is something you... Your own personal problem, treasure hunting in Colorado, that you've brought to the podcast. You've got some insecurity you uh and you're expecting me to kind of give you a go ahead on just buying crap for your friends i don't i don't support that but if you're if on the off chance you weren't lying and you are finding these beautiful items great you know they're unique they're treasures and uh i'm sure if those things even exist in reality your uh, friends and family are loving them but like we said the fact that you're just kind of wrapping up trash. Yeah. 
it's uh it's a hard pill to swallow some like the antique roadshow type people they pay attention to detail you know what i mean <laughs> right this this homie calling you the wrong name calling you bridget like he's obviously <laughs> not or he or she is not paying attention to detail so you're not finding the dope antiques because otherwise you'd be you know crossing your t's and dotting the i's and all that shit and, and that's not happening thank here, you so it's some old raggedy sweatshirts from <laughs> goodwill and it's like oh no it's a gift though the thought that use microwave you know (laughs) exercise bike that doesn't even function they found at the yeah behind the thrift store it it sounds like this person's a problem in a lot of people's lives do you mind if we read one more let's do it okay this says dear bridger and guest so they've got my name right they've just called you a guest we're off to a good start my fiancé and I are getting married in the mountains of Vermont this coming May. We met six years ago at a mutual friend's Halloween party and hit it off right away. We are now having that same mutual friend be our officiant at our wedding. I have known her since we were in kindergarten, and our families have always been very close. My fiancé met her while working at the same swim and tennis club as lifeguards. Okay, we're... I'm- I'm starting to sense something here that the fiance has met this person separately, but we can get into that later. Uh, She obviously means a lot to both of us, being both a close friend and the reason we met at all, and we are ecstatic to have her be the one to marry us. She will be such a huge part of our wedding day, and we want want to get her something special to show our appreciation for her friendship and her part in our wedding. She is a massage therapist with her own company, loves Harry Potter, cats, and games. What is something that we can get her to show our appreciation? Thank you for your gifting wisdom. And that's from Kelsey. Now, Frankie, Mm. there is something that I just picked up on, as I hinted at while reading this thing. This uh, Kelsey's fiance met this woman separately in a different situation. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but I feel like this person is planning to steal her man. Yeah. Don't you get that feeling? Oh, we met separately. It's like, uh, okay. And There's they were lifeguards <laughs> together. They were they were in their bathing suits when they met. So it was immediately sexy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess, uh, let's see. We don't know if this is a man or a woman that Kelsey's marrying. I can't remember. My reading comprehension is very low. But uh, let's assume this is a man for the... Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. What does matter is that this woman has stepped into their lives and is already planning to destroy their relationship. Uh, she said, Kelsey says right here in the email, she will be such a huge part of our wedding day. And I don't think she realizes how huge of a part, because I think right. that this woman has something planned. That said, and let's uh, let's try to be optimistic. What if she does show up and things go, you know, go as according to plan? What what do you get this person who loves Harry Potter, cats, and games, and is yeah, a massage that, therapist? That's a little, that vibe, too, is like, that's what you're putting out there, you know? It's like, <laughs> I fuck with all those things, but to be the main points of describing this person, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, I like cats, too, but that's what you're going to put as your main shit? Like, Harry Potter, cats, and like, you know? This is what I'm thinking. She's putting that out there in order to, as kind of a disguise, while meanwhile, she's a sexy lifeguard. She's putting out kind of the spinster vibe okay, yeah. that's like, I'm, I'm not a threat to your relationship. Uh, you have nothing to worry about. Yes, we met at the pool, but uh, things are going to be fine. And because I love Harry Potter and cats. 
But meanwhile, yeah. she's an absolute minx. Yeah, yeah. If she's if she's out there, yeah, yeah. Lifeguard status, and I'm not trying to be. Oh, yeah, all lifeguards are hot or whatever. I'm not trying to like do all that. But you're right. I think that's a decoy of her being like, no, Harry Potter and cats and what, what was it? Massage therapist. Balls or? of yarn, probably. Um, let's see. Yeah, uh, all those things. Massage therapist, which actually is kind of a sexy thing as well. This woman is coming for your fiance, Kelsey. Yeah, and they met separately. Like. Yeah, that's the one thing where what's happening. And I think Kelsey writing this letter is a, her kind of asking, like, kind of putting the question out there, like, "Am I tripping? Is this is this girl coming for my man?" I think she's kind of asking that, you know. In this, oh man, there's red flags right there, Kelsey. Oh, there are so many red flags. This is pure psychosexuality. Uh, this is white, single white female. Um, Dude, we're going to ruin this wedding, man. Trying to listen to this. And be like, <laughs> no, I'm going to save this uh, relationship. Kelsey, you've got to get rid of, rid of this woman. I don't care if it comes to violence. Um, the gift, the whole gift situation, forget it. It's off the table. I mean, uh, you know, maybe buy yourself a spare Harry Potter book that you can read. Uh, should uh, you not give it away. Um, but otherwise, I say disinvite do not allow her at your wedding and uh you know it's time for a shared facebook account with your husband you should share a cell phone uh shared email uh at least for the next five to ten years just until this woman has moved on because she is coming for you and look let's let's not just blame the woman here the man is obviously up to something there's it takes two to tango getting away squeaky clean right now we got to make sure to mention him yeah yeah I think leave, uh, break off the engagement. Break <laughs> off the engagement. Uh, get this jerk away from you. You were so nice to write into the email and so respectful to me. Uh, you're obviously a good person. And you're, you've surrounded yourself with kind of these uh, spiders, uh, these snakes. And uh, there's nothing but heartbreak ahead for you, Kelsey, unless you heed my words. Frankie, do you agree? Yes. You need to go. Get homegirls some Harry Potter books and a a ball of yarn and a new kitty cat and just tell her to bounce on me. Be on your way, girl. <laughs> this is my man. And we're getting married. Kelsey, you've gotten your answer loud and clear. Uh, Frankie has co-signed. Uh, I don't think there's anything left to discuss. Uh, if uh, your fiancé or his mistress uh, want to write into the podcast, that's up to them. I probably won't answer their question. But, uh, you know, look, Frankie, we've done an excellent job here. We've done what can only be described as a perfect job. And we've helped the public. And uh, now I also have my binoculars, which is so exciting. I can become a secret drinker. Uh, always the best way to start drinking is just in, alone and secretly. And so that kind of lies ahead for me. I've had a wonderful time with you here. Oh, man, I had a blast, Bridger. Thanks for having me, homie. Uh, thank you. And listener, uh, I hope you've taken some important lessons from today's episode. I hope you're able to apply them in your own life, you know, to enrich your existence. And if you can't do that, uh, I don't know. I don't know why you're listening to the podcast. I don't even know why, uh, what you're doing. I want you away from me. Get away. But if you, you are able to do, do those things, I'll meet you here again next week. I love you. Goodbye. 
I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. But I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home I said